And the Christmas time continues. It is a very special time here at the transmitting transmission podcast. And we just talked about not using that terminology. And this is my We're transmitting our entertainment Mm -hmm. to you. Uh, Don't get too close to the the screen. Maintain social distance from your device. Yeah, because this is the transmit podcast. (laughs) Oh, God, we are. Okay, you are drunk already. Oh, my God. Disease to you, viewers. Uh, This disease that is our creativity. You've had not a third, maybe, of an airplane bottle. And you (sighs) had. It's mixed in, so you've had like. Five sips. And you've probably ate something today, right? I had some. I had just a little bit of carne asada fries. So, okay. A little bit in California means like, what, four pounds? No. <laughs> Literally like like an eighth of what was left. Jeez. It's okay. like more of a, a, a quarter. Uh, that's the problem with uh, carne asada fries in, the, in, this, uh, in this state is like you ask for carne asada fries and they're like, okay, bring the truck. But I'm really just, I'm just excited that this is our last Christmas episode. Um, we have a very good Christmas movie to talk about. Oh, listen, this is the most Christmas movie to ever be a Christmas movie. Ever. Um, uh, the film Die Hard it inspired me. If that could be a Christmas movie, what oh. else? What other Christmas okay. movies are out there? Now, for one, that is obviously a Christmas movie. The, <laughs> there is diegetic Christmas music. They they're constantly being like, "Oh, the weather outside is frightful." And the, there's there are themes and 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 motifs that really lend itself to being a Christmas movie. Now, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, on the other hand, just happens to be set during Christmas. Mm, yeah, well, <laughs> but we're counting it. Well, you know, we're going to talk about it today um, after this. After we learn about quantum teleportation, I and guess we'll see if it if it really is. Maybe it really is a maybe Christmas it is. movie. Okay, so uh, well, technically, this is like news. So how about this? Oh yeah, intensity. December 17th, 2020 was when this broke. Enough of that. Now, I actually saw your friend, your cousin, Mike, actually posted this. So mm-hmm. I just took it from, I just stole it from there. Okay, look, well, fine. We're going to talk about it on I steal much of, much of my news for the podcast from various sources. Yeah, same here. I, like at the Adam Carolla podcast, when uh, Gina Grad does news, I just like, that one sounds cool. <laughs> so um, this has a really cool title, but I feel like when we read the article, it's going to be um, lackluster. All right, let's find out. Oh, read the title. Researchers have achieved sustained long-distance quantum teleportation. So are we talking like um, Scott Bakula quantum leaping, or are we just so, talking like... So, yeah, what is quantum teleportation? What is long-distance, and what is sustained? Well, quantum means small. I mean, in my head, it sounds like... This is what it sounds like through that title. It means that they're able to get... Quantum particles yep. teleport them from one part, one half, one side of the room to the other, and able to sustain that over time. But they said long. They say long distance or long term. Do, do, do you want me to read it? Please. I'll just read. I'll just read the article. I never it, learned how to read. Yeah, that's that's clear to me. <sighs> In a major breakthrough for the quest toward quantum internet, a technology that would revolutionize computing in myriad ways, a consortium of well-regarded institutions have announced the first demonstration of sustained high-fidelity quantum teleportation over long distances. Okay, Okay. when someone says consortium, you should start to be worried, by the way. 
led by Caltech, a collaboration between Fermilab, AT&T, Harvard University, <laughs> NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and the University of Calgary, reports the successful teleportation of qubits, basic units of quantum information, across 22 kilometers of fiber in two test beds, the Caltech Quantum Network and the Fermilab Quantum Network. So wait, they, they had like a jet propulsion? Are they using jets to like shoot the quantum material or no, what? No, JPL is just, it's, it's, it's a place where they do a lot of science. Okay. I like, um, it's not necessarily like we're using jets in order to fuel this. No, I, I, I was hoping they had like a jet engine hooked up to like, a PC. It's, it's all of those um, companies that are working together on this makes sense except for at&t that's the one that like stands out well, like in a weird way no i think well, they're gonna be the one because yeah. it's about data yeah so they're gonna th this is gonna like make it really fast to transmit lots of data hopefully know, it's like jet propulsion um nasa at&t chipotle <laughs> have all come together <laughs> well they, they they provided the lunch and then like you know the the gastric distress that made them like really work fast the new panera bread quantum teleportation <laughs> Brought to you by GameStop. <laughs> Though the collaboration knew it achieved significant results by the spring of 2020, uh, Maria Spiropoulou, a particle physicist at Caltech, That sounds added, like a particle physicist name. They refrained from sharing the news, even informally on social media, until publication of the full study this week. None, of them, none of them got drunk and were like, I teleported the data. We wanted to push the envelope for this type of research and take important steps on a path to realize both real-life applications for quantum communications and networks and test fundamental physics ideas. Oh, boy. Said Panagiotis Bensouris. Oh, these are all science names. Head of the quantum science program at Fermilab in an email. They're all Greek sounding. So it's <laughs> like that's where science words that's came yeah, from. So. so when we finally did it. Oh, God, this keeps highlighting. So when we find. Stop. So when we finally did it, the team was elated, very proud for achieving these high-quality, record-breaking results, he continued. And we were very excited we could move to the next phase, utilizing the know-how and the technologies from this work towards the deployment of quantum networks. The researchers say their experiment used off-the-shelf equipment that is compatible with both existing telecommunications infrastructure and emerging quantum technologies. The results provide a realistic foundation for a high-fidelity quantum internet with practical devices, according to a study released on Tuesday in the journal PRX Quantum Report. Yeah, the fewer copper hops we have, the better, because that's like, like if you have fiber, that's going to be like the huge point of slowdown in a lot of data transfer. So quantum teleportation does not involve the actual transfer of matter. Rather, quantum particles are entangled, which means dependent on each other even over long distances, and somehow know the property of their other half. From Vice's explainer earlier this year, in a way, here we go. Entangled, English. Entangled particles behave as if they are aware of how the other particle is behaving. Quantum particles at any point are in a quantum state of probabilities where properties like position, momentum, and spin of the particle are not precisely determined until there is some measurement. For entangled particles, the quantum state of each depends on the quantum state of the other. If one particle is measured and changes state, for example, the other particle's state will change accordingly. So the question I have is, how fast will I get pornography now? Instantaneously. It's being oh. right to you. 
The study aimed to teleport the state of quantum qubits or quantum bits, which are the basic units of quantum computing. According to the study, the researchers set up what is basically a compact network with three nodes, Alice, Charlie, and Bob. In this experiment, Alice sends a qubit to Charlie. Bob has an entangled pair of qubits and also sends one qubit to Charlie, where it interferes with Alice's qubit. Charlie projects Alice's qubit onto an entangled quantum bell state that transfers the state of Alice's original qubit to Bob's remaining qubit. Okay, all I heard was a bunch of like Nintendo, like that's that's, that's, that's like a six, that's a sixteen bit game description right there. The breakthrough is notable for a few reasons. Many previous demonstrations of quantum teleportation have proven to be unstable over long distances. For example, in 2016, researchers at the University of Calgary were able to perform quantum teleportation at a distance of six kilometers. This was the world record at the time and was seen as a major achievement. And they just did it over 22 kilometers. Bitchin'. So the old Are we going to go through the whole article? Okay. I mean, we don't this have is, to. We don't have this to. Is, this, is, this is some actually, cool stuff, yeah. So they want to use these quantum networks to increase computing speed, power, and security relative to classic Mm. computers. So, for example, the U.S. Department of Energy has an ambitious plan to build a quantum network between its national laboratories. So, hey, next time, if you want to get through all the bullet points faster, you could, like, actually read the article. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't read it You just Well, you just saw a cool-looking title. It was like, okay, uh, so any field that relies on computers would be affected by this technology, but much of the focus of the future potential of these quantum networks revolves around cryptography, search algorithms, financial services, and quantum simulations that would model complex phenomena. Like dating? Or what are we, what are we talking <laughs> Compl- Yeah, that's a complex phenomenon for you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. it's super complex. Um, but P- social media science for quantum provider, jokingly, of course. I said we need more R and D work. Listen, if I can't get Facebook faster, I'm not really interested. Look, you, you nerds can have your your finance and your cartography. I I need to know what uh, Justin Bieber's up to. It's cryptography and uh, whatever. It, so now that Fermilab, Caltech, and partners have demonstrated this key step towards these networks, the team plans to further develop quantum information technology by building a metropolitan scale network called the Illinois Express Quantum Network around Chicago. So that would be they need it really. They they need something there. All right. So I I like this This is a huge step forward in data transfer and that this is this is cool and 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 impactful and relevant. And I don't know why we're talking about it, you know, being who we are. (laughs) Well, I was trying to class it up, turn this into kind of science, a science corner, a little little fun fact, science podcast corner. Yeah, I mean. We like to watch like sci sci fi and movies and stuff. We do. So this is um <clears throat> quantum teleportation is a thing that's gonna happen and I, it's what is it gonna make things faster? Yeah. yeah, and this and this thing uh, reminds me of this the, From the, one from Pornhub's test bed to your bed. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can get like we get my favorite e girl to like work the levers on like, you know, like my, my, my pocket vagina in, in record time. There's no yeah, like lag. Yeah. Instantaneous, man. So I don't have to be like, what do you want me to do? Then there's that like awkward pause. Then I say, uh, uh, the, do the vibrate function. Then she, there's a pause. She hits the button. Pause. Oh. <laughs> now, um, in, in, in like a, a massive 180 from interesting <laughs> science-based stuff. Well, weird. actually, this isn't the most 180, but we're, we're at like a... Well, this is still innovation. 90. This is like a 90-degree turn, but still, here we go. 
So you want to talk about this one? Yeah, this is your yeah. This is your thing. <laughs> this is, yeah, you brought this one up. What is Mr. Beast Burger? This YouTuber really opens up restaurants with free food. So yeah, go. I read a little bit of this, and then what? I got I got upset. Got upset. I couldn't go any further because I didn't think of it. Oh yeah, you mentioned this that you you get angry when people like innovate in in your field. Mr. Beast is actually a well known YouTuber. We should know who this guy is. He's like he's. One of our coworkers. Now. <laughs> <laughs> One of our coworkers. Yeah, we. I don't, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> it's like We're on like, you, yeah, YouTube's our boss. Yeah, look, Neil deGrasse Tyson has a YouTube channel. Technically, he's our coworker. He's our coworker. He's our peer. Yep, peer. Yep, we're on the same <laughs> level as famed astrophysicist. Yep. So, Mr. Beast has expanded his YouTube empire into burgers, starting up a new chain restaurant across the USA called Mr. Beast Burger. Celebrated in classic fashion, giving away free food and wads of cash, but you can order one yourself at 300 locations. That's basically his thing. He's like, all his videos are like money based and it has to do with him giving away money or like spend this much money or <laughs> use this much money to build this or destroy this house and rebuild this thing. It's a crazy man. So there's actually two. I looked it up because I was, before we came in here to, to record this, I, was, I wanted to find out, can we order it right now? Yeah, I dropped the ball on this. Not only did I not read the article, but um, <laughs> we we did not order this in time. To, we'd be eating Mr. Beast Burger for our <laughs> New Year, or Christmas Eve. So the, this is our taste test minus the taste test episode. Here we go. <laughs> there are two locations in our area, but both are what, closed. So what, what, what are the locations? Are they like like... Is it like in and out or what? No, like downtown, and then there's something I forget where. Is it like restaurants? I don't know. It just says Mr. Beast Burger. Okay. So it says Jimmy Mr. Beast Donaldson is no stranger to doing crazy things with his money, but his latest venture might be his biggest investment yet. He's not just giving money out to people for doing challenges or buying Christmas presents, but he's also giving out food too. He has over 48 million subscribers. To his food? No. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. On YouTube. Oh. And he opened, he's opened up his own restaurant chain, aptly named Mr. Beast Burger, with over 300 locations. You can order one for yourself from practically anywhere. So, really, so I can just. Oh, oh, shoot. Oh. What did I just click? You clicked on his Twitter. Oh, that was unintentional. This is what they look like, apparently. Yeah. They got so a cool logo, man. They got a cool logo, and they got burgers that I could get really anywhere. I mean, <laughs> I'm about this chicken sandwich. The chicken sandwich looks okay, honestly. Does he have a lot of, does he just put a lot of slices of cheese? That's his thing. <laughs> I'll put more slices of cheese on this burger than no, any chain out there. You have they no don't have idea. the courage to put this much <laughs> cheese on a burger. It's like he's sitting there like, oh, you want more cheese? Bam, more cheese. You want more cheese? This, Bam. This looks like a grilled cheese. And I mean, these kind of look like handmade steak, like, like really good quality. Let, let's hope like so. Angus steak burgers. But, you know, it's hard to tell. It, yeah. Um, let me go back to he's like, he's like, remember the slap chop guy? He's like, bam, you want that? Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> uh, apparently, he was even giving away some iPads and other expensive things. Uh, someone who got sideswiped in, in line got a whole new car. That's ridiculous. Oh, dude. Uh, they couldn't get to everyone in line. Police had to come in and shut them down what? as a 20 mile line of traffic built up as word of mouth spread. Damn. Like that. We, we have nothing to in any other year. Well, he the, got his YouTube video out of that one for sure. Oh yeah, like he's it, like, look at this twenty mile line for my food, guys. Like any other year, this would not be a thing. But we're all locked in our rooms, so they're like, you want to get a free burger? Yeah, he took advantage of the COVID world that we're in, and he's like, I'm gonna make the first completely virtual oh, burger. Here we go. Here's his burger. Here's his menu. 
Uh, the Beast style, smashed crispy beef patties with house seasoning, American cheese, pickles, diced white onion, mayo, ketchup, and brown mustard on a soft roll for $6.99. Okay, oh, Com- it, comparable. Now. Chandler style, two smashed crispy beef patties with house seasoning served plain with American cheese on a bun. Chris style, two smashed crispy beef patties with house seasoning, American cheese, bacon, and topped with fries. I'm about the fries. Mm. So uh, he looks like he's got an extensive menu, actually. Oh, yeah, it really does. He's um, got a the Nashville hot. Nashville hot chicken tender. Yes. So this is like more than like in and outs menu, right? Like they have a really short menu. This he's guy still, is like in that ballpark. I mean, they've also they also got a dupe for in and out the Ooh. beast style fries. Ooh. No international locations yet. He has Which, plans to expand across borders. So well, which which borders now? Yeah. Wait, what was the part that said? Because maybe this is not the same article that said it was like completely. He just he, no. he just sources existing restaurants. Um, I don't know, but while you can't sit down at a physical store, they're all only available through delivery apps like Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, and Postmates. You can still dine with him spiritually. Actually, <laughs> his website you can order directly from his website. To my understanding, ah, oh, dude, so weird. Yeah, I guess I he's can... sourcing like existing restaurants. Yeah, and just to kind of do have, this, they have the ingredients and stuff, and he's just like, hey, you want a famous dude's burger, but you you don't even have to really buy anything new. They're like, uh, sure. We will accept money. Like, so every one of these places have to have like the same buns that he would use on the same type or, of. Or do they even really? You just say, look, put a hamburger together and I'll slap my name on it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, a YouTuber, another YouTuber review, bra review it, and it actually comes in a Mr. Beast Burger bag. Really? Yeah. So so he has to mail out some stuff yeah. or, or something. Yeah. God. You know, um, this is like the innovative genius stuff that, you know, just only can only happen in our age of technology and COVID. No, you're absolutely right. You know, you need to start making like 3D printer design stuff. I know. I need to make stuff that you can print at home on your 3D printer. No mailing. Just cut out the middleman. Yeah. Just, and it, my, I design it and you print it. As they get By, better, you know. Uh, 3D print. Yeah. As when everyone has a 3D printer. Yep. They're and just going to 3D print their stuff. Yeah. And they're making like ones that like are will do metal. So you, oh, could, you, you could do like, like, you know, uh, like illegal weapons next. <laughs> Send them the file. Oh, yeah. So while Mr. Beast Burger isn't open, there's a place called Gasland Burger that has a bourbon barbecue burger combo. I am we so. We're probably going to get that after Ooh. the podcast. We, we should order it at the very end of the podcast. Like, you no, know, actually, we should oh, order man. it here. Ha- what we should do is we should order it right after we're done talking about the next story. Maybe. Okay. Uh, anyway. Um. So now making our full transition from high science, like with implications for humanity, over to a judge uh, says a parent's owe the son over the porn that his parents destroyed. And it was a fair amount of pornography. So a U.S. judge in Michigan has ruled that a 42-year-old man can seek compensation from his parents for destroying his pornography collection. Now He was living with his parents following a divorce. He sued them over the items, which he claims were worth over $25,000. Okay, I'm going to set up a little bit right there. Yeah, I'm happy there. I actually don't blame his parents, and I thought it was like a younger guy. Like, okay, if if your 42-year-old son is still living with you, go ahead, throw out his porn. Okay, so there's a lot lot to unpack here. Living with his parents following a divorce. So it's like he, he lost the house in the divorce and just needed to, like, you know, need a place to crash. All right. His parents said they told him to not bring the items home. Like, I'm sorry. You cannot tell your 42-year-old child uh, what they can and cannot have, particularly 
particularly if they're moving home because they just got out of a divorce. Right? What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, I understand like the parents' instincts, but they're sitting there like with their 42-year-old man. And let's be honest, the $25,000 in porn might have contributed to the divorce, but... <laughs> but that's still his property and you don't get to say like okay we'll take you in but also you know um under this circumstance under this circumstance like no that's like 25 grand worth of stuff okay so here here's where it gets kind of interesting yeah. um he lived with his parents in grand haven michigan for 10 months after his divorce but moved out in august 2017 to indiana he said he had left his extensive and irreplaceable collection of magazines and films at his parents' house when initially moving out films. and later discovered they were missing. His parents said they were not willing to help move the items to Indiana and did not want them in their home. Well, you know how porn like, you know, spreads out like mold. You know, if you, if you got if you got mold in the corner, you got to take care of it quick. Otherwise, you'll find Playboys in like your bathroom. You'll find like, you know, like butt plugs in the attic. It's, it's a whole thing. His name is if you put a T in front of his name, it's Torking. No wonder he became so obsessed with porn. <laughs> emails his between just saying his own name made him horny. Between <laughs> Mr. Working and his father stated that the items included 12 Full boxes of pornography plus two boxes Jesus. of sex toys, according oh, wow. to the Sentinel. Mr. Working said there were over 1,600 DVDs and tapes. In one email, his father told him he did him a big favor by getting rid of all this stuff. Again, uh, I mean, like, you, it's. I can understand why you might have a concern over your, your adult, middle-aged child <laughs> having such an extensive collection of pornography. <laughs> And, and, you know, we have no information on what this guy's like there's some job behind, is. There's some behind the scenes stuff that we're but not getting here. How dare you? That's all. Yeah, seriously. Like, that is that is despicable behavior. I, I just I don't. Well, yeah, because imagine like I got the Hitachi wand for my girlfriend. And imagine if you just said, I don't want to have this in my home. You threw it out like that's 125. <laughs> but I would freak out over that. Yeah. <sighs> Following the verdict. That. Honestly, like I, I, I am legitimately angry about, I don't know if I'm angry, but like I am upset. I'm upset. Yeah. This is, this is ridiculous. The That's funny. Following the verdict, an attorney for the parents said she was working to determine the damages and hired an expert from Erotic Heritage Museum in Nevada to help with the process. <laughs> I can imagine this expert. He shows up wearing like a stained like tank top. And he said, "Like, all right, well, oh wow, you got, you got a, a candy candy cane there. Like, her series is really good, so that's like, hundred and eighty bucks. Oh, is this the, is this the the sensual Mike's series five of of pocket vaginas? Whoa, I mentioned it being a woman for some reason. Are you, are we talking like in a suit, like hair tied up in a bun, very proper? Yeah, she's like, I am the erotic." Heritage Museum expert. That might curator. be better. Uh, curator. I'm an expert in erotic uh, film. I did my understudy with Hugh Hefner's uh, mansion. And we're going to find if this was it actually turns- irreplaceable <laughs> and historic. It turns into <laughs> antique roadshow. You're no. like, oh, now you see, this is an interesting bit. This is where a decent chunk of his $25,000 comes from. This is a, a um, ancient dildo made out of a, uh, a walrus tusk. <laughs> Could have been, yeah. or made out of scrimshaw. I know it's it, it's kind of interesting. Oh. Um, imagine, if that were any other the germs that would stick to something like that. Oh, porous. I, mean, I think I mean the guy. You know, he should go virtual. 
He really should. Like, he's never I mean, heard like, of, of uh, Orange YouTube. You know, all your porn is just in like your phone now. Just right. One little thing. Like you don't need to carry. Yeah, I, I don't need to go anywhere. I don't need I don't need to, uh, like boxes of this is like that nerd who has. Um, but he, I guess he's like a he's like a Star Wars nerd or like he's a collectible, except instead yeah. of like with Star Wars toys, it's porn. It's porn. Or like those guys. You ever seen like those guys who are like somehow super rich but yeah. collect like Star Wars? Like, yeah, they're always like they've always got this whole entire room bigger than this dedicated set. to like a bunch of Star right. Wars action figures or like. They a like bunch of like Atari games, like full on. Full I've on. seen guys like with like huge basements. It's like, yeah, this is my whole entire like um, arcade of like '90s machines. Like, and dude, what? Here's like, I got the Indiana Jones pinball machine series over there. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I've got all every single like Atari game. And then it's like, okay, you imagine being the parents of this cat of this kid, and and you're sitting there like, hey, um, how how's your kid? He's like 42 now. How's his career going? It's it's, it's okay. Okay. It's like, oh, so what? <laughs> listen, I, I haven't heard from him in a while. So, like, I, what's what's he doing? He he's he's uh he's in Indiana. Oh, why did he move there? Well, hey, let me tell you why he's not. Like, let me tell you why he didn't move there. It wasn't because I destroyed twenty five thousand dollars of his pornography and sex toys. <laughs> well, they think that he shouldn't have had it. He shouldn't have. That's just they did him a favor. That's just terrible, terrible parenting. And the you can't worst. parent an adult you, you, like listen, that. You could just say, hey, look, put this in like a storage unit. Go to A1 storage, throw it in there, we'll be fine. If it's that much of a problem to you. Well, how do we segue? There's a lot of segues we can do to get to the next. Well, Wait, speaking of did, sexual frustration. <laughs> did were, were we placing an order for food? Uh, listen, if, if that's a place, like do it I now. say we just... Um, I will finish up the pod here. No, right? no, I we need to have it here by the time I'm done. I'm hungry no, now. That's not going to happen. What? It, it won't arrive by the time we're done. Well, just have well, sooner. Well, sooner is better than later. Do you want us to vamp while you're ordering? Yeah, here. We'll vamp. No, no it's fine. All right. Well, you know, we'll, we should. We'll just we'll we'll figure this we're out. We're taking away time from precious time from our oh, viewers. We got to move on. Okay. So, we watched Eyes Wide Shut. Realistically, the most Christmas Christmas movie ever. Yes, and let's take a look at... Um, and this is a real trailer, not like a clip, right? Christmas and sex make this peanut butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> oh, look at that. I mean, what? He slap his hands like really hard, like... Uh, that, that's, frustrated. That's his classic move. Like, you ever see... Um, um, this is War the 20th the anniversary trailer. I always imagine him kicking. What's the big stuff. mystery? I have seen this. No, this, this, this guy fucked up. Yeah. He shouldn't have said that. He really should. Oh, I'm giving it away. But you know you imagine no him using his legs a lot, not him kicking Earth. stuff. You're going to leave here tonight without taking me. <laughs> I, I have. Fidelio. Fidelio, yeah. A very distinct image of my head of Tom Cruise kicking something and doing a little spin. <laughs> I don't. From what? There's, there's a movie out there where he does it. I'm sure there is a movie. I want to know which one it is. We'll have to look for that. Okay. Ah, uh, they're doing. They're, they're, they're the doing most unreal, very passionate kiss. The actually. most unrealistic part of that was the way she was holding her glasses. Oh, yeah. She was literally holding them by the lenses. Oh, like, yeah. why? Why would you ever do that? Yeah, you, you would not. Uh, like it's it's a hard enough time for me to keep these clean, and I hardly ever touch them. And, she, and she's sitting there just grabbing them like like they're somebody else's glasses, and she's never like had to use glasses in her life. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I have twenty twenty vision, so here. 
grab here your glass. It's like someone who's never handled like a DVD before. They just like throw it on the on, like on the flat surface, Wait. data down. Like on Mega 64, they pick it up like this. <laughs> oh God, that video was the only time I've had sympathetic pain for a for a disc. Okay, but uh, so this was. I think they've done another movie before, but this was back when Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise were still married. So oh, if uh, I was Tom Cruise, you know, I would marry Nicole Kidman. So like the sexual chemistry between them was definitely it was there. there. Oh yeah, like a hundred percent. And like but I think that it's oh. kind of ironic that they sorry they um were in this film where they're like a a couple a married couple that's on the rocks right mm-hmm. they're about to get divorced it was kind of like a fast forward of their own yeah, relationship and well i think that's why it worked is cuz like she's sitting there like oh, look let's skip right to the part where like she is like telling like tom cruise this feels like a real like really she's been saving this up like about this fantasy she had about this she naval smokes officer she a little bit of weed <laughs> like, and then everything bit. comes off her chest she just immediately is like I would have left you, your child, everything to bang this uh, this officer, this this lieutenant in the navy for, for one, one for, night. And <laughs> this screws Tom Cruise up. And this base is this is based on like an old novel from back in the day. It was still a doctor, but it was from a time where a woman having a sex dream would like it was reasonable for it to freak out a man. Yeah, and I guess uh, a quick synopsis synopsis would be, um, yeah. Married couple, doctor, uh, wife has this. They have this conversation. Um, it screws him up. He goes out looking for fun. Is met with lots of sexual temptation. Lots, lots of opportunities for fun. De- yeah, opportunities denies, and then gets into some trouble. Yeah. And I, then uh, this is like ninety minutes of Tom Cruise being sexually frustrated, which is is funny to me because like the entire first part of the film when they're at the Christmas party. They're both hanging out with people other than their spouse. Yep. Members of the opposite sex and being very openly like hit on flirty and sexual with them. Right. Like, oh yeah. She's like, so Nicole Kidman's sitting so, there like dancing with this guy who, and she's just letting him like, like just like proposition her for like a while. It's like, look, I know there's a place upstairs. We could be alone. And she's like, Ooh, she, she's letting that fantasy wash over her. I like that part where like she puts her drink down and he grabs it and like just, just full it on. Like, that's like a power move there. I, is that something like, that chicks like? And then she no. was like, and then she was like, I would have fought him. <laughs> she was like, I, uh, I think that's my drink, and he's like, I know. And she's drinking it. It's like the most realistic. The, and then we, the first thing he says is, she's like, she she's like, you drank my drink, and the first thing he says is like, I'm Hungarian. It's like, oh, okay, okay, that's so. Does that explain it to people in Hungary? Like, <laughs> that's what I should do. Do they just drink? I should just do incredibly rude things and just say, oh, I'm, I'm Mexican. <laughs> See, this is what we we like to share drinks in just Mexico. Go, go to a fancy restaurant, and just take someone's like prime rib off the off their plate and be like, I'm Mexican. Just go. We know that someone in, in Hungary is it called Hungary? It is. We know that someone in Hungary has uh, listened to our podcast, oh, at yeah, least, they, right? One Maybe? person, for some reason. So the, the, uh, that person is somehow still listening, somehow still on the Look, train. Our Hungarian audience is very important to us. <laughs> then uh, you should let us know, is that a thing that people <laughs> do in Hungary? Thing? Do they just take drinks? <laughs> yeah, like, realistically, what should happen is, like, she should, like, see him do that, look at him like, what? And then just, like, hammer fist him in the balls once. But yeah, then he just kept uh, putting the moves on after I that. Would, I, honestly, that would have been, I would have kicked his ass. That, that, was, that was his opener, too. That was him exer- asserting his dominance. Not like, know? hey, nice hair. No. Wow, you look no. great in that dress. Just. No, we're, we're, we are scrapping <laughs> in the middle of this party. How 
if you don't get me two more, then you're you're not gonna enjoy what happens next. You start taking off your earrings. Oh, I get to fight someone. This is a fancy. <laughs> this is a fancy party where there's fights. Cool. Yep, that's me. We're so ratchet. Here. Least, I mean, at least that's that's how I feel in my heart and soul. In your heart of hearts. You know, like possibly in person, it, in real life, it might not pan out that way, but. <laughs> You best believe that's exactly what's going through my mind. If someone oh, you would takes give him, my drink. You would at least give him a withering gaze. So then they're dancing and flirting. And then meanwhile, uh, Tom Cruise's character, Dr. Bill. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> is, hanging out and flirting with two girls. It's like two models. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're both models. And they're like leading him away. It's like, oh, we're going to the end of the rainbow. <laughs> it's like, if, if a woman said that to me, I'd think, oh, they're going to they're gonna take my kidneys. So that's what prompted the whole thing. They saw each other flirting and then like, uh, she was like, would you have fucked them? And he's like, no, of course not. No, like, I'm married. And she's like, that's the only reason you wouldn't fuck them. Like, you mean my commitment to you? Yes. I've made a commitment to you. <laughs> and I'm in love with you. Like, and what more do you want? It's like, it's like, no, it's uh, what do you want me to say? Well, you sure let them lead you away from prying eyes. Didn't you? It's like, okay, well, and that's the problem that I kind of have with this. If, like, they made it more clear, like, he would have done that because he got separated from them by the by the oh, valet. And then there's another thing that happened where it's like, well, I wouldn't because they're not, is it, uh, they're not attractive or something like they're, no, he said, no, that wasn't it. But he's trying, he's trying when to. When she like, was talking her. about the, the guy flirting with him, he's like, well, that makes sense. He was flirting with you. You're hot. She's like, and that's the only reason people. Would want to talk to me? I mean, not the only reason, but you're at a party with alcohol, and he doesn't know you from a hole in the ground. <laughs> well, okay, but he did know that she was either, like, an art curator or historian because he was mentioning specifically, like, the Greco-Roman busts that they had in, in one of their rooms yeah. upstairs. So, you know. Was that before or after she said that? Generally, know. she's not wearing like a giant sign on her forehead that says, talk to me about art. It's like, I am an art curator. So. Ask me what. Ask. Well, everything she turned, everything uh, she got defensive about, everything that he brought up, everything that he said. She was in this mood of being like defensive. She look, she was Don't not. Don't smoke weed, kids. Yeah, she, apparently, <laughs> apparently not. If, if you're about to have a, a deep art, like discussion about like the nature of your relationship, don't alter it with it chemicals. Was like, it was the nature of like society and, and relationships in yeah. general. And this is this is kind of a theme of it is like, you know, everyone is like a whore for something. Everyone's tempted by stuff. And like these are all the themes that go throughout the entire movie, especially to Tom Cruise. And the setting is um Christmas. So we want to talk about Vanessa Shaw. Vanessa yes. Shaw, who played Domino, the sex worker that Tom Cruise accidentally picks up. So, like after uh, this conversation, at a certain point, it was le it was not accidental. But this has to do with what we were just talking about. After this conversation, he decides that he wants to uh, experience experience sexual sort of things because stuff without. She people. told him about the guy, as we mentioned earlier, and he is spending like a lot of time like <laughs> fantasizing about another dude banging his with with foreplay, with yeah. kissing, with. All, all the way to the end. So yeah, then he meets. That's when he meets this prostitute. Yeah, he's walking sex around. Sex worker. Walk, he's walking sex out. Worker. He's walking out his frustration. Oh, so okay. so he gets he gets the call in the middle of their fight. Yep. To go to like a patient's house, yep. an older gentleman who had passed, and dudes daughter starts hitting on him and like kisses him, and he kisses her back yes. first off. He, he does um, a little bit, yeah. But then she's like, no, no, my. No, he's he, like well, that. He's no. like, he got, well, yeah, 
and he's like your fiance or whatever and she's like oh like, no i don't love him i don't want to be with him like you barely know me he's like literally like right. what the fuck um and turns out her her fiance is played by the guy from criminal minds what is it oh. i don't remember thomas, oh, yeah, thomas yeah. gibson or whatever yep. like like why would you not choose this guy over Tom Cruise first off? Well, I don't. Well, Tom Cruise, I don't understand. First of all, Tom Cruise is a doctor, and as we find out, that opens pretty much any door ever in the universe. Yeah. Right. But I wanted I wanted to get to you started. You missed you mentioned Vanessa Shaw, who we all saw in our <sighs> Halloween extravaganza Hocus when we Pocus. watched Hocus Pocus. She was the love interest who. <laughs> was having her own or her parents were having an eyes wide shut yeah, they, kind of she party. Was, she was setting an eyes wide in shut that, party. in that movie. <laughs> yeah, so like, there's like some weird like, crossover. Some weird sort of yeah. synergy. <sighs> Maybe that's in the same universe. Same universe. We like to think that this is in the same universe as Hocus Pocus and Jingle All the Way. Which we'll, we'll get, get to, we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I was gonna bring up earlier that it's weird how they treat like um, sexual desire and love in this because like, uh, for instance, his wife, Nicole Kidman's character, she sees this guy that she falls in love with or is very just infatuated. She'll leave her husband and kid for this guy and for she, one night. she says this at him with such venom. Yeah. And then, um, then this guy, there's another woman who has the same exact thing yeah. for him. Yeah. So he is the other guy now. He's mm -hmm. the officer in this situation. Yeah. And is he, he has position and like and prestige. And that's and weird. Like I know, I know what they're, f I know what that feeling is. Like not knowing because we've all been in high school, right? And we've yeah. had crushes. But does that can continue into adulthood? I don't. Uh, like once I became an adult, I like. I was like, okay, that's just someone I saw that was you, hot. You stopped like wanting to immediately throw away your entire life over yeah, one night like, stands. Do these people mature? Like, do you mature after high school, or do you still have this? Uh, no, and that's I think that's why this movie got us uh, initially got kind of panned because it was uh, uh these these people act kind of like teenagers, as yeah. opposed to like adults who are like, oh, I'd bang him, but I mean, if I didn't have all these commitments, yeah. So that was just another kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, but this he just... knows it's real, so that's another thing that like, I was yeah. About. Yeah, she was well, talking about it. So like, well, we're gonna have to real. have a conversation about turn taking. Uh, we'll get a conch. <laughs> we'll have a conflab. Um, this just brings up for me why there can be so many issues with monogamy being forced on people because it's not always the right fit for everyone. And, and if someone is interested in other people and even just has like fantasies about them, that shouldn't immediately send someone's partner into like a downward spiral right like it it's it's unhealthy and we're being told that this is the only way i think that that's a problem no i think yeah. there's there's a couple of things here like one this is based on a book from a time when this sort of stuff would freak out a dude and that was the societal norms fair and uh two like the, the the problem here is like yeah if they just like were able to say like hey i have these two chicks and you have this silver-haired fox Let's just throw them all in the same bed with us and have some fun. <laughs> See, that would have been a party. Right? And then you just say, look, you think this guy's going to say no to three chicks? Yeah. 
and also Tom yeah. Cruise might apparently. So did, <laughs> did we want to bring up um, Lily Sobieski's debut role? Is this her debut in film? I don't. This was not her debut no, role because she's been acting for a long, right, long but it was, time. Right. But this was her most uncomfortable. Yeah. This when, was when you when, when at first we were like, hey, that's a hot chick, and then we learned her age, and we're like, oof. Yeah, so she was a fifteen-year-old playing a fifteen-year-old being hypersexualized by everyone around her. Oh yeah, because he he go he's like trying to get into this like party after yeah. he meets up with the piano guy, and he gets to like the yeah to this guy. He's like he, again he flashes his, his. This is like the first time he flashes like the doctor credentials. Like I am actually <laughs> a doctor, and he gets like he starts blowing money on like okay I'll pay you three hundred dollars over rental price. And it's yeah. like, okay, let's, what do you want? And it's like, I've got a rush on my, and then they get to the back and it's like, oh, my, it's like my daughter is banging uh, two Asian businessmen. I don't think it was his daughter. I think it that was, was his daughter. It was? Yeah. It was supposed to be his daughter. I, look, oh. otherwise there's just a 15 year old in his costume shop somehow that they've. Uh, I thought it was just like the Japanese guys hired another oh, that, oh. sex worker. I, maybe and yeah. they were just using the costume shop as their setting. No, <laughs> no, because later we find out that he sold his child into slavery, sex slavery. Or wow. he's he's so, whoring her out. Yeah. Because um, yeah, because later on when he's returning the uni- the the the, uh, the outfit, yeah, she's there and the businessman are there. It's like we we worked out the arrangements. Like oh yeah, this seems like a Russian dude thing to do. Milich's daughter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, like, uh, yeah, this is this is even deeper and uh, deeper meaning than I thought. It's it's worse. Than so did um, I got a question then. Here's the question. Okay. Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. Yes. Did he die or was he murdered by the elite for letting this get out? Oh, Kubrick didn't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> no. like he exp- he exposed the. He exposed. I'll do some origins. digging, and we'll have a follow up to this question. Yeah, let's let's do let's do that. Uh, and I really I like his like yeah he's constantly confronted with Tom Cruise is always confronted with like all these weird sexual situations like those um those street toughs who are like hyper homo oh. ho- homophobic. <laughs> yeah. Like look at this switch here. They they use the word faggot like in a hard way, not like they they like they yeah. like say it at him. They like, use the f word. Drop yeah, the f. They they throw it at him with like fervor, and he's sitting there. They push him, and they like also <laughs> offer up their ass. Like hey, you want some of it? Like let me tell you, like that's kind of like the most accurate part of that is like the the antics of straight like young dudes gets like almost like macabre in its homoeroticism. And those guys those guys were extremely sexually frustrated. Yeah. It was like a group of like eight dudes, no women. Just nothing but on town acting like idiots. Nothing but erections no girls. and no ere- yeah, no women. Yeah, there was who what girls are going to bang those guys at this point, right? They're out of like high school. That doesn't go over like girls have choices now, right? Yeah, it's like I, it's like it's like if we're both aroused and we're just not gay, but we're just like what do we do? God, you're gay. I hate it. So, so uh Tom Cruise is the only not the only guy that's got sexual tr- frustration in this. Yeah, well, he's just the one who's like not a raging asshole. Um, but it's just it's just kind of showing this world is a very sexy <laughs> sexual world that yeah. they're trying to draw up here. Now I, I did like so going to the party now like he learns about the party he gets the which costume. makes sense oh. if it's still sorry which makes sense if it's still in the um, hocus pocus universe the, yeah they, yeah because that one which was like super thirsty yeah they're all thirsty and so yeah they he he gets the costume and he goes to the he goes to the party he gets like a cab ride there and he like tears a hundred and half it's like get the other half later it's like yo is that the really how the like, legal tender works yeah. And of course, of course, that 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 tips him off because then he gets driven up in like a a grand Cherokee Cherokee up to amongst all the limos. Yeah. 
Well, back on your um, dollar, just to, you made me have a thought that I have to express now. Good. Um, if you rip a dollar in half, you can tape it back together, and it does still count as working. Oh, okay. Then, then we're good then. But really? With, yeah. I didn't think that that. Yeah. I think if they, you tape I think a dollar, the bank has to like turn it in. Together, it counts as oh, being a whole dollar. So yeah, but so he goes up there. He like takes. He gets. The, he gets the mask on, and then he sees like some weird like quasi like Catholic um like like ritual with the with the chicks and they're like with the incense and they're yeah, like picking like people gregorian chants very spooky and this is like a not r- what you think would be like a fun it's like not a strip club here this is like highbrow super cat he goes to a castle like when you're rich like you can't have sex like normal people no anymore. you, you have, it to has have to like be like a ritual there has to be pageantry incense. there has to be a blind man playing the piano or a blindfolded <laughs> guy yeah no blind that's the next step up is you a blind <laughs> pianist this is the best they, you know, he probably might be blind next time because he he, he screwed the pooch. He, he, he gave up the, the, the password Fidelio. Fidelio. So, yeah, I don't know how I... Oh, could, I got it. We got I got to change my password now. Oh, that's, oh yeah. So that's the Wi-Fi <laughs> password here. Fidelio. So he goes, yeah. The, 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 the chick is like, you can't fool them for long. It's like, what are you talking about? He looks like everyone else. How do they spot him? Yeah, I know. How do they... He's just standing around like everyone else. Like 90% of the people aren't having sex. They're just watching other people do sex on each other. See, yeah, I don't know how they spotted him. If they have security, it's like they can, they could, they like, they're always watchful of people coming in. How'd they get here? Yes, that's what they said. They said, you you pulled up in a cab. Everyone else arrives in limos. Yeah. He's a doctor. He should rent it out. Really? Like, he's like, this is like, where was he going to get one that time? He's throwing everywhere. (laughs) He could have just been to the limo company. I'm a doctor. I need to commandeer this limo. He's just, yeah, right. Or he just walks up to the gate without a mask. I'm a doctor. I want to be in this orgy. He's like, oh, sir, come right in. <laughs> it's like, they, 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 it's like, he doesn't need a mask. He's a doctor. Just let him bang whoever. Yeah. So I, I don't know. So like, how did the other people know? I don't know. I don't know. Like the people were like, you can't. They sensed it. They sensed one was not that. Right. Cause they, the, the security, that's how they know. Like, like he had a cab waiting for him, but like. The people like just in the party are like, no, no, you don't smell rich. You smell like you smell rich, but not like wealthy world elite rich. You're you're like a millionaire, a low millionaire. Like your net worth is about like eight to seven. Yeah, th- that, eight that includes seven your, eight million. That includes your car, your apartment and your practice. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can tell. Yeah, a few mil. Maybe seven but million. yeah, we're like in the high mills, low billions. Yeah, in some cases, the high billions Billion. here. Yeah, the the guy in red, he's a billionaire, so like he's the guy like conducting this whole thing. He gets caught, <laughs> and like the woman says, "I will, I will accept the like the the, the hurt for him." I'll, I'll, uh, she was trying to warn him the whole time. Oh yeah, I thought that was funny. Her like voice twice. Yeah. yeah, her voice became almost like um when she talked. I imagined like a cartoon deer. I don't know why, but I imagine so like a cartoon Bambi's mom, this whole a cartoon time? fox or something like God, very whimsical. She's like, God, I just you are in the you're in the wrong place. You must go. Yeah, you, you must go now. You just forced me to think of a bunch of these rich, out of shape dudes banging Bambi's mom. <laughs> That's horrifying. Well, it sounded like a cartoon. It's like, yeah. you're you're in the wrong place. I'm going to save you. You're in grave danger. You must leave. And later on at the and end she, of the movie, uh, the whole time she's a naked yeah, she's woman a, with a mask. How do you take that seriously? Like I show up, you know, in a speedo and in like a, a Zorro mask and say, look, I'm from the future. I have desperate news. 
<laughs> You're all in grave danger. <laughs> I, like, uh, I, I can't take you seriously. No, no. Should I take off the speedo? No, no. Just, just. Like that would like it back in 2019. Like some guys like. Everyone, like in 2020, it's going to get really crazy. I'm here to warn you. It's like, what? You're sitting there naked with eyes wide shut mask and naked. (laughs) Naked from the the neck down. (laughs) It's like, no, it's cool. It's like, are you helicoptering your penis right now? You must listen to me. You must listen. By the way, Stanley Kubrick died six days after screening a final cut of this movie for his family in the stars. He died in his sleep at the age of 70, suffering a heart attack. Well, that's sad. I knew you were going to do that. What what follows is now like after he gets kicked out of the party and they threaten him to like not say anything. He's like seeing people like follow him. He's like, he still, he still tracks down everyone. He tracks down the pianist. He got like manhandled out of the hotel. The chick who like uh, stuck up for him, it winds up dead. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that in the party, she, um, she stands up for him. She's like, I will trade my, his situation for my situation yeah. or something. Yeah. Whatever that situation was going to be, we find out is and was at like the end, death. At the end of the movie, I guess you could say the climax, he's talking with like a, a rich dude that he helped out from like a, from an ODing prostitute to save from, you know, that or to keep him like having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, listen, we followed you. That's where you learn about the, the limousine thing. And he's like, I was there. And um, no, no, we, that was all a show. It's like, what? she ended up dead. No, no, no. She, she's just a hooker. She OD'd like the one that was with me. Like, ooh. Yeah, that would really like mind mess, mess with their mind. Cause like, yeah, she, she was ODing and I did save her. And they called me up there specifically to save her. First, yeah. Because they didn't want, they didn't want her to die. They yeah. wanted her to live. They want to bang her more. Yeah. But this one, they killed. They, yeah, but ooh. but she could also have an OD'd, but I just wasn't there to save her this right. time. Yeah, so who knows? And, like, the pianist got, like, manhandled. It's like, no, no, he's totally in his own, uh, he's back in his own city, and this is before social media where he could be like, <laughs> you, <laughs> just, you whip out your phone and be like, yo, pianist dude, you cool? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm waiting. By by the way, don't forget that when the doctor, Dr. Bill came home after the uh, orgy, he finds his wife laughing in her sleep. Oh, this is the second, like, gut punch. This is the worst story. And she explains a dream where she was having sex with the naval officer so many men. and a bunch of other dudes and laughing at the idea of her husband watching. And it's like, why would you, even if you just woke up, I, you would not say that to your significant others. Like, hey, I'm going to tell you about this super demeaning dream after I told you a super demeaning story. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to run this relationship in, aground. It's funny. Like she was laughing like in her sleep and he wakes her up and then she's like, yeah. Uh, and then, and then I was laughing at you. And that's about the time that you woke me up. Okay, I, was, I was just laughing my ass off at your flaccid, un, un, unfunctional penis like whoa we were cucking you so hard so hard me and the hundred guys in this beautiful garden so many men so much ejaculate everywhere (laughs) we were cucking you it was like snow (laughs) and it was funny like her dream was like it was scary because it was me and you in a desolate city she had a lot of a lot of details it was and we were in a desolate city and we were sad and naked and i was very frightened and then you left and then the sun came out and it was a garden and then there's suddenly a lot of people. And I can just imagine. it was, felt good. Or there was a sun on my face. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, he he, see, he hears this and, like, goes over to the bookshelf and pulls out the, the, the book labeled Lucid Dreaming and just throws it out the window. It's like, okay, you're done with that book. 
<laughs> All right, if you're done with that, it's like okay, this, this dream is way too lucid and way too insult. It's like, it's like lucid dreaming to frustrate your partner. So, uh, was it Do- Dr. Ziegler, Nick Ziegler, that he was talking to? Ziegler was the the guy that he saved his uh, he saved his um his girl. friend, his lady friend. His, 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 let's call it lady friend. Yeah. yeah, friend. Well, um, yeah. After that conversation, he kind of calms him down a little bit. It's like we're not following you. I was at the party. Just keep it quiet. Yeah, just just don't, don't talk about this ever again. It's like my question would be like, look, you're all super rich. You can't just get like like hot chicks on your own. You need like some sort of pageantry. <laughs> Dude, it's rich. It's rich dude. Shit. You have to have an, a net worth of like, you know, in the high millions to kind of get it. You you have to you have to have a yacht the size of an Olympic swimming pool to get that to like, understand. They they want stuff that no one else has. It's very exclusive. They don't want just like you know, a poor guy can get a hot chick. That's true. But could they get them to do all that? I think it's fanciful to wear a mask and like bang other chicks and their man. Yeah, you're all right. that pageantry for them. Yes. But then he sends them home, and then he and then he the last thing he finds, I guess this is the last uh, he hears from them, is he sees that mask. Yeah, well, <laughs> on go, his pillow. Part part of his whole thing is like he's like tracking down a bunch of all these people, and he goes back to the gate, and like the 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 oh. guy who delivers the note has has a driver of his own. They're so oh, yeah. rich, and it's like we hope you find this note finds you well, and you you view this as a final warning to new mind your own business. How about you go back to your life, bro? <laughs> but it, he can't, he can't because he's all effed up with his uh, wife. Yeah. He's so, like, no, I need this. So it ends. I need this. It ends with him like, like you know, like going, like having a like a like going on Christmas shopping with his wife. Well, I was gonna say like oh. he finds the mask. Yeah, he does. And then he has a heart to heart. He tells her everything. Yep. And then they go. He's like, I put you, I put your life in danger. Anyway, let's go Christmas shopping. <laughs> yeah, like that's like she and she's just like, I think we promised our daughter we're gonna go Christmas shopping. It's like. Ugh. Okay, I just told you that like the world elite are at, uh, are on my ass. Can, can we address this? No, no, we got we got to get a Cabbage Patch Kid. <laughs> so they they're very um, not very watchful parents as they go shopping with yeah, their daughter. The kid's just trotting around. He knows that very powerful people are after him, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, go wander this crowded uh, <laughs> little girl. Yes. <laughs> Where did your child go? And we're sitting there. Yeah, they're having this deep, con- well, not really deep, but like. Well, listen. There's one thing intense we have to conversation. Do. Like, and I'm sitting there. There's like, there's one thing we have to do, and it, and it, it fuck. And but I'm sitting there like, no. The one thing you have to do is find out where your child went <laughs> in this crowded department store. Yeah, it's like they learned nothing during their time. Like she went through this whole thing where she was like purposely trying to like dash her marriage against the rocks. He's sitting there like trolling around, like finding like women with AIDS to try and pay for sex. Yeah. Domino was HIV positive. Was, yeah. And he was about to like, he, he didn't care. Like he brought something nice, like some treats, but like really the roommate, he was sitting there like starting to like feel up. And it's like, he doesn't like, he learned nothing. Yeah. He was going to hit up, hit up that roommate. But then like, he's like, Hey, before we uh, do this, I got to tell you something. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, Domino, she was HIV positive. And then like, you can see like his boner just went in. Oh, just just went retracted. Like, anyway, I got to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get out of here. And that's like wanna... the second time in that apartment he like got called back from the brink because his wife was like, hey, is everything all right? And it's like, he's sitting there. He was about to like just. Talk. Yeah. He, yeah, he was about to do sex with her. And then she calls up like, hey, listen, I'm just about to go to bed. It's like. He gets blue balled in this whole so movie. So many times. And like the, the wife, for some reason, in the modern era, doesn't know like that he's a professional so that when he's like palpating a woman's chest, he's not sitting there and being like, God, I want to put my mouth on this breast. He's like sitting there like I'm looking for lumps. 
So all the times that Christmas was mentioned in this movie, someone said Merry Christmas. Christmas. There was a Christmas trees. And at the very end, they go Christmas shopping. So, so that's this, it. And it is set it's during Christmas party. It's there was a Christmas party. It's set during Christmas there's, time. There's no, but there's no theme through it. Like uh, Die Hard, you know, like people are like, is it the, like the the villain sitting like it's Christmas? It's the time of miracles. And like yeah, there's there's, there's non diegetic Christmas music. Like one time <laughs> there was the music, and at the very beginning when they're getting ready for the party, like. They're going through like, and it's like they have the music, and then suddenly he hits the button, and it goes off. Like, oh, that was diegetic. <laughs> well, for the rest of it, there's just like one piano note through the whole thing. It's like, dun, 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 dun. Like, yeah, it, and that's non-diegetic. Yeah, unless there it is. He's just sitting there with his with his AirPods in, just like hitting that. Well, what do you think about this Christmas film? This movie was actually pretty underwhelming for me. Right? They they promised really? they promised yeah. an erotic thriller and what she got was like just Tom Cruise like power walking See, around New York. That's what kind of can I felt I felt what were you ex, what were you expecting? An I, erotic thriller? No. I wasn't really expecting much. And you were and, still and disappointed. Still dis- yeah. Wow. See, I was kind of expecting something kind of like, you know, uh, just I remember as a kid seeing like the hype for it. Yeah, you're like, whoa. And I was like, it's an, oh, this is going to be a really sexy film. And then I heard about, like, that there was, like, that weird party scene. And I thought, like, that was going to be a lot of the film. And then when I actually saw it, like, I was still entertained, but in a different way. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was entertained by this dude being cucked and bl- Tom Cruise being cucked and <laughs> blue balls. For 90 minutes. <laughs> the whole movie and being sexually frustrated at, like, every turn. It's like, is everyone, <laughs> is everyone having sex except for me? <laughs> Yes. My incredibly hot wife will not like is she, the closest she came to investing in me emotionally was telling me how she'd bang somebody else. <laughs> exactly. And I was just it was just fun seeing Tom Cruise getting frustrated throughout. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then being like just basically a little I don't want to say a little b-word everywhere, <laughs> right? Okay, okay. Look, I think we sh- I should hit the outro music now. Yeah. Okay. It's about time um now we, look, oh, we ended Christmas on the weirdest. On the weirdest. Well, listen, I, I didn't choose this movie. You did, okay? What, what I want to say is, like, look, this is the last one I think you're going to see in this year. The New Year's episode, unless we really work hard, is going to come out the next day. So, uh, w- uh, listen, this year has been a little rough. A I mean, little? Most of most of the of, of uh, the world seems to have been on fire in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, How are we like a week away from? the end of 2020 I don't know. okay the beginning of 2020 feels like eight years ago yeah so look you've made it through it's christmas crack open an eggnog and just enjoy what you got still it's still not over Shut <laughs> still tell, there's still up. a year left <laughs> there's, no, okay there's about there's about eight months in this next week to go <laughs> then we'll be and then we'll be done free and clear of 2020 and it'll be 2021 it, 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 the second that it clicks over everything's gonna be great it's like bunnies and unicorns and shit just, just like, hold out hope okay so, everyone but what if it's worse uh, why are you saying things right now I think there's gonna be people trying to make it worse it's not yeah but look that being said Thanks for listening to the Transmit Podcast. I'm Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Samantha. And we'll see you next time.